0: If you're tired of dieting and stepping on the scale, you're lacking energy and confidence, and you're ready to harness your inner athlete, then you're in the right place. I'm Sherry Shaban, and in each episode, I'll help you to rebuild your fitness identity and empower your deepest transformation so that health and fitness are not just what you do, but who you are. What's up, athletes? Welcome back to the show. It's easy to play the victim, but taking back our own power gives us control over our life and future. We are the sovereign kings and queens of our lives and the only people responsible for our happiness and finding our personal fulfillment. It's easy to get lost within the masses without knowing who we are, but going inside and exploring ourselves deeply will help unveil our authentic self and enable us to make choices that align with our true potential. Finding what works for us by visualizing it and embracing it in the present moment creates an environment of abundance and manifestation in all the areas of our lives. Whether our goal is weight loss, developing a fit physique or attaining financial prosperity, attempting to force outcomes only leads to exhaustion and disappointment. Instead, by operating from a place of abundance and nurturing the feelings we want to experience now, we align ourselves with who we truly are and our aspirations for personal growth. And here's what you'll be walking away with today after listening to this episode. Number one, how to rewrite your narrative and take back your inner power. Number two, how to move from quiet desperation to divine inspiration and into your path of purpose. Number three, how to identify codependency on your path, move past it and find your own happiness. And finally, number four, how to live in alignment with who you are and find joy, peace, and happiness in the now. All right, athletes, we're just about to get into it, but before we do that, I have some super exciting news to share with you. If you are an iOS user, Hit Dex app is now available for a free download in the app store. So head on over today, check it out, let me know how you like it, and then share with me what your favorite workout is. Remember that in less than 20 minutes, you can transform your health and fitness to become who you are always meant to be. All right, athletes, now let's meet Troy.
1: Hi, Troy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Sherry. I'm excited to be on your show and share a little bit of my story.
0: I'm so excited too. And I love your energy. And just the moment that we just connected, I already can tell that we are super aligned. And what I love the most is that you help people, specifically men, realize their true power and integrate spirit, mind, and body through that process. Because ultimately, that is the pathway to empowerment and radical freedom. So before we begin, I'm going to have you just share a little bit about yourself and how you got into this work.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for the introduction. And, and it's, that's become my life's work, my life's mission. And it's just so exciting. It's like, I can't believe I get to do this for a living and I get I get paid for what I do. And the realization that I had and is that, I kept giving my power away to to people, to circumstances, to all these things in my life. And I was so unhappy and so unfulfilled. And I I finally came to the realization after many years that true power is, is inner power. It's found within myself. And I'm an inner transformation coach and a Qigong instructor. And that's what I help men do is find this inner power within ourselves. And that's the journey that I've been on probably the last five, 10 years. I didn't know it for a big part of the time, but as I kind of shed all this conditioning and all of the the ways that I thought I was supposed to show up in the world as a bodybuilder, as an athlete, as a father, uh, as a golfer, as a cyclist, and as I shed all these identities and recognize that I just, I am, and that's enough. And going inside and finding this inner power within me, not dependent on external circumstances that I get to be free and happy just by being me. And that's the, that's the work that I do. And that's where I really help men to find that freedom within themselves. Oh, so,
0: so good. And I love that you use the word freedom. And for me, when I think about inner power and specifically us being in that place where we're giving our power away to others, what I always feel is that I don't own my decisions. I don't own my responsibilities. I always am making everything about somebody else. It is their fault. I will blame them for the things that have happened to my life. I will blame my negative circumstances and maybe even my negative life events on other people and not see that I took part equally in whatever happened, even if that was something traumatic to me. But I take complete responsibility and through that ownership, can I then rewrite that narrative where I can then change what happened perspectively from my mind? And then take back my power. So I'm super curious what that means to you, taking back your inner power, because this is a very important conversation.
1: Yeah, it's, it's easy to play the victim, which I've been very good at. And I think it's, for me, it's taking personal responsibility for my life. Like I am the sovereign king of my life, and I'm the only one responsible for my happiness and i can't blame my mom or my dad or you know being divorced or anything like that it's the realization that i'm the only one that can make myself happy finding my own personal fulfillment and we it's so easy to get lost in who we are and part of my journey is going on this this exploration of travel just pretty much letting go of all my belongings and It was an external journey to to go internal to discover who I am. So I think if anybody is struggling with kind of blaming or playing the victim, it's like go on this inner journey and explore who you are, taking full responsibility for your happiness. And that's what I had to do. I had to shift from blaming other people to realizing that I'm the only one to blame and the only one who can make different choices. And it's not really about blaming. It's about accepting where I am in my life and then just moving forward. And I get to create this beautiful life, which I am. And it's just, sometimes I kind of pinch myself, like how did I get here from there? And it's, it's been an arduous journey, but it's also been a beautiful journey as well.
0: So good. So good. And, and I think we're so comfortable with staying in that story, right? I know that you left a six figure job, which for many of us would be hard to do, right? It's it's a level of certainty, there's a level of comfort, there's a level of, of knowing that you're secure, and you're safe, and you're counting on that. But from what I know of you is that you were feeling unaligned and unfulfilled in that job. And so turning towards yourself for a choice, for a decision to leave that job and pursue your true dreams and passion was something that you had to do after releasing that attachment that you had to that job or after releasing that sense of, well, this is my circumstance and I can't do anything about it. I am completely a victim of everything that's going on. And because I have to pay my bills and because this is a secure job. I should just stay. Other people are dependent on me. And then we stay where we are for so long. And I know we talk about health and fitness together. And I know that you also have a big background in fitness, but I'm sure working with your athletes or your clients, you notice that those who end up sticking to their story longest or start to blame their current situation based on what's happening around them in their lives, they're the ones who create the most resistance for transformation right? It's my husband's fault that he brings in the chips. And that's why I eat them. I don't have time. I don't have time to cook. And that's why I pick up fast food. And the more I'm in that place where it's never my fault, because I never have time. And I never have a way and I never have a solution to essentially bring myself out of this problem. The longer I stay there, and the more impossible it is to change my situation, because I've just made myself essentially powerless. I don't have the power to make the choice.
1: Yeah, it's easy not to change. It's easy to kind of be stuck in the status quo. And and a little bit of my story, I've been in health and fitness for 30 years, both full-time and part-time. I've made a choice to leave health and fitness for a period of time. As you know, it it can be very long hours. And I had two little kids, and I wanted to be a father that was present to them. So I left the health and fitness industry to go into pharmaceutical sales. I did that for 17 years, which was, it was outside of my true nature as a deep introvert. I figured out a way to be really good at it. And it served its purpose of providing for my family and being there for my kids. But once my kids graduated high school, I I lost my why, I lost my purpose. And that's when I really looked like, this isn't who I am. This isn't what I want to do anymore. But yet I was making six figures. I had a company car, a 401k, a pension, a medical benefits. And it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But I, I know that's where this quiet desperation came in. And just like, I describe it as this f- sensation in my body, which started in my toes. And then it gradually goes up into my head. And I just like this sense of dread in the morning, like I have to go to work. And there was a point where I just lost it. I was at a pharmaceutical meeting, a national meeting, and I just got in my car after the meeting. I just started bawling my head off and saying like, I can't do this anymore. So it took a little while, but I finally took that leap of faith. And I think that's the big thing is like, at some point we have to take that chance. We have to go into unknown and that uncertainty because a lot of people will stay stuck or feel trapped in a job that they don't like and unfulfilled because of the money that it brings in. But I knew I couldn't do that anymore. So I I quit the pharmaceutical industry six years ago, and now I'm doing what I love. I get paid just wonderfully for what I love to do. And one thing that stood out when I told people in, in the industry that I was quitting the, my job, they said, I wish I could do that too. And all I could say is you can, you just have to make that choice and believe that it's all going to work out. And I couldn't be happier. I have zero regrets leaving the pharmaceutical industry. I'm back to health and fitness and coaching. I'm a certified Qigong instructor. And if you would have told me a year and a half ago that I'd be teaching Qigong, I would have said, you're crazy, but it's just this crazy path. I call it the pathless path that We go into the unknown and just it just unfolds as we take that that next step.
0: So good. As you're saying this, I just envisioned this little paper boat that I just created and I put it down this river and I would see this boat speed up at certain times, depending on, on the water and on the flow. And then all of a sudden meet with a rock or an obstacle, something that's standing in the way and then find another way around and then just keep going. And that's truly how I see life. We can resist the flow and we can swim against the current and we can try as hard as we can. But there's going to be moments where we are just powerless and it will be impossible to overcome it. And so I always try to envision that that yeah, the flow also means that there will be natural resistance, but there's always a way around the resistance if we still stay in the river, if we stay in the flow and decide not to fight it. So that was so beautiful and so well said. And I love also that you use this word quiet desperation. And I think I might steal that from you because I really really like it. And so maybe expand a little bit on that because you mentioned that you were going through this emotion of quiet desperation as you were going through your divorce. So anyone listening and wondering and curious what that means, how would you expand on that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I I think there's different levels of quiet desperation. And I I think when our quiet desperation is where we just can't take it anymore and, and we can make unhealthy choices and or we can make healthy choices when we do that. So I would equate that just to feeling trapped, When we feel trapped or feel hopeless in our lives or feel disempowered or powerless, I think that's really that sense of quiet desperation. And I know with the work I do with men, it comes up so often, usually around careers, it comes up in relationships, it comes up in not knowing who we are. And I think what goes along with quiet desperation is self-doubt and fear and they're similar, but they're very different. And self-doubt keeps us from taking chances on ourselves. We're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid to take chances. So we stay safe. And that's part of my story is just like trying to control my life and circumstances and people. It's just like, that's quiet desperation. And I think your metaphor for letting this paper boat just float down the river and, When we're so caught up in, oh, what if a rock comes here and I'm impeded and I can't can't flow with what's happening, that's quiet desperation. And I think when we get to the point in our life, like, there has to be more to my life than this when we start to ask those questions, and not only we ask the questions, we start to make changes. We start to look at what do I need to do to change in here? So I went on a spiritual journey, and that's a big part of my story. And I, I started to connect spiritually outside of what I was told what I was supposed to believe about God and religion. And that was another avenue out of quiet desperation to divine inspiration. And as I open up to the truth of who I am, every day, there's more divine inspiration. And yes, there's moments of quiet desperation. I think that's always part of our humanity is, is, yes, there's moments where, gosh, you know, what am I doing? But it's less and less and we get out of it quicker and quicker. So it's not like it's all sunshine and rainbows there's always challenges in our life but i know how to handle them quicker i know how to pivot quicker i know how to get back to my inner peace and tranquility knowing that i can flow around the rock instead of being stuck in the rock with all this debris which is my resistance and i can just like i can just flow around it and it's it's such a peaceful way to live life isn't it <laughs> so good
0: so good Troy, I love everything that you said and I love your energy, I love your mindset, I love the way that you look at life and it's so clear that we had to go through that turbulence at one point to find this place and this openness for expansion. But what I love the most really is that I believe that because you found your calling, I'm going to call it, your calling, your light, your true purpose, that it became effortless effort. And I know it's still effort. I know you still work really hard as a coach and I know you still work really hard for your clients, but I'm sure that you constantly feel that flow because I truly believe that the universe will support you, that you will receive all the abundance, everything that you possibly need to thrive when you are in that flow. And we all have a calling. I I really believe we all have a calling and we all have a calling to impact the whole world in a way that is really serving the greater good, all of humanity. And if we can find whatever that is, whether we're selling houses, or we're coaching people, or we're creating a medication that's going to cure many diseases, whatever that is, we all have a purpose and a calling. And I think some of us stay in that resistance, because we are in that place of quiet desperation, we've just learned that helplessness. And we've stayed there longer. And I believe that We receive whatever we tolerate. We get what we tolerate. The longer we tolerate things that don't align with us and the more we're able to do that, the more of that we can continue to receive. And again, without that personal power from within us, that calling, recognizing that, hearing it, allowing it really to radiate through us, we stay in that place much, much longer than we need to. And so maybe you can also share a little bit about what you went through with your divorce, because I think a lot of people also suffer quietly and also it's, it's very life altering. And there's, I think the sense of something having died, having terminated, and then something new, a re- reborn, especially that you maybe have never, had never even imagined it would just even turn out that way. So maybe you can share a little bit on that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, I was married for 18 years. Got married very young. Uh, I was 23, and my wife at the time was 21. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And it was a very difficult time in my life. And she was a flight attendant, and so we spent a lot of time apart. And the reality is we were very unaligned in in who we are. We just didn't know. And as I started to develop the spiritual side of myself, I started to change and I. Stop partying. <laughs> you know, that was something that was a big part of my story. And I just, it wasn't fun for me anymore. So we slowly drifted apart. We had two beautiful kids, and you know, we looked perfect on the outside. We were Ken and Barbie. <laughs> so my both my kids were avid tennis players uh, living in Florida. And I remember we would go to these tennis tournaments, and this tennis director would say, Oh, it's my favorite couple. And we were so broken. We were so broken. And we were just, we weren't communicating at that time. And it was probably the last five years, but especially the last two years were just, it was so hopeless for me. And I think there's nothing more hopeless being in a marriage, but feeling so alone. And I felt so alone and I didn't want to lose my family, my kids. I love being a dad. I love being there all the time. And it, it was heartbreaking. But I also saw how it impacted my kids and the tension. Me and my wife, we, we weren't fighting at all. There was just tension. There was no communication, which I think is even worse. So a couple of things that really stood out to me, number one is I could look in the mirror knowing I did everything I could to save my marriage. And number two, I knew at that point, staying in the marriage was doing more harm to my kids than good. And I think it's a personal choice. And I'm not telling anybody that this is the way to do it. This is the way I sought for myself. And I realized that I was doing harm to my kids by them seeing what this marriage looked like. And I knew that I would still love my kids and my ex-wife, their mom would continue to love them unconditionally. And that was the main thing. And it took me two years to finally get the courage to get a divorce. And it took everything in my power to finally make that choice to get a divorce. It was the hardest thing that I ever walked through. It was just, it was gut-wrenching. And it took me a long time just... To kind of recalibrate to find out who I am again. I was definitely emasculated in a marriage. It was really, really challenging, you know, playing Mr. Mom and the dad and going to work and taking care of the kids with her traveling a lot. It just took a long time to figure out who I was again. And now finally stepping into my inner power. And then what's really is amazing is helping other men that are walking through the exact same thing that I did. And I re- I realize now, like, I'm so relatable. Like, how can I help somebody that's going through a divorce or is re- recently divorced without that experience myself? And I'm like, dude, I get it, man. It sucks. And the fear of screwing up our kids' lives and thinking that they're never going to be the same. Which has not been my truth. Like my kids are high functioning adults, great relationship with my kids, my ex-wife. You know, we have a a good relationship now. They have a great relationship with their mom. I think the in my opinion, the worst thing we can do is stay in an unhealthy, unhappy relationship. And my girlfriend now, we kind of joke about it's it's not until death do we part, it's until negativity do we part. That doesn't mean leaving at the first sign of distress, but it means when you get to the point where you look in the mirror and you've done everything and see that we're just not aligned anymore, it's okay. It's okay. It's a beautiful thing that we can move on and start another chapter in our life without guilt and without shame.
0: Wow. That is a lot of work and very clear that you put in a lot of energy to really be where you are today. And I'm curious when when you were going through that turmoil in your marriage and people from the outside were commending you on how you were the perfect couple and you were Barbie and Ken, how did that make you feel?
1: Um, sad. It made me feel really sad because I knew the truth. And how many of us put up a facade and we look I mean, this has been a big part of my story. Even before I was married, after I was divorced, we look perfect on the outside and we're broken on the inside. And this facade, this mask. And it's sad that we have to put up these false pretenses of, we look so good in this physical appearance. And yet we're we're so hurting on the inside and and we're lost and, and hopeless. So when the tennis director said that, I just what I only thought, like, if she only knew, if she only knew what was going on and, you know, I would just go home and I would, I would cry. I would just cry a lot. And I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to be divorced. I didn't want that to be my story. I wanted us to be happy, to be a family, to, you know, we had so many things going for us, but we just weren't aligned anymore. And that happens. You know, I think Walking through that was difficult, but it's also shaped who I am today. And I wouldn't be here today talking to you <laughs> if that wasn't part of my story. So I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because it's something I walked through and I came through the other side. There's no bitterness. There's no angry. There's only forgiveness for myself for my ex-wife. And there's love and there's transformation.
0: Wow. So powerful. And so now I guess where you're at right now, you mentioned also that you've had to overcome and I'm going to call it overcoming an addiction because you refer to this as addictions, but you overcame addictions of codependency, love and relationships in general, and then exercise. And so interesting because we always think of addiction as drugs or alcohol and and all these things, but I love that you refer to them as addictions. And so what do you mean, first of all, by codependency? Because I think, I think most people are unaware that there is this connection that we have with certain things in our lives where our joy, where our emotions, where essentially our feelings of success are very much attached to that one thing. And so, what would you say to somebody who is unaware of codependency and how would you help them identify that in their lives?
1: Yeah, I think codependency is we're dependent on anything outside of ourselves to fulfill us and make us happy. So for me, was a lot of things, uh, certainly relationships, romantic relationships, looking for a woman to fulfill me and make me happy. And it never worked once. It worked for a very short period of time. And then when the reality hit, I usually would run (laughs) when I was starting to feel trapped. When kind of that high of a new relationship wore off, then I would leave and I would feel lonely again. And then I would go back and do the same thing. And I, I realized it was trying to fill this hole from outside of myself. So I was dependent, codependent for somebody to make me happy. And part of my story is I've I've been divorced for, I guess, since 2010, so 13 years. And about two years ago, I just like, this is not working. I am done dating. I'm done with going online. And I kind of joke, but I do not want a match made from match, the online dating site. I want a match made in heaven. So I just said, I'm good being, I'm going to make a choice that I'm going to find happiness on my own. And if I'm meant to be with somebody, the universe will bring me to her or me to her. So I totally let that go. And I I sold all my belongings. I was in Boulder, Colorado, and I just like, I'm just going to travel. So I went to different Airbnbs throughout the country, stayed there for a month, and I would go to the next one. So I I meditated, I prayed, I rode my bike. I did Qigong, I worked out, and I just kept following where the universe was leading me. It was leading me to warmer weather. (laughs) Uh, I don't like cold weather anymore. And I lived in Orlando, Florida for about 20 years, and my son lived in South Florida. So after about five months of travel, I ended up down in, in South Florida. And then he said, you know, you should go up to North Florida. It's Weather's a little bit not quite as tropical. And I'm like, okay. So I came up here and fell in love with the place and found this happiness on my own. I saw these beautiful sunsets in New Mexico. I biked in Colorado Na- National Monument in Colorado and I just was exploring the spiritual path. And lo and behold, I go to this inner spiritual community called Center for Spiritual Living. And this pastor, who's my girlfriend now, (laughs) just like the universe led me to her. She's got a PhD in consciousness. She's an inner spiritual teacher. And I was looking for somebody that would raise my consciousness that was, had this inner spiritual part of her. And I'm like, she's a pastor and she's got a PhD in consciousness. Plus she's healthy and she's beautiful. And I'm like, the universe brought us together. And it wasn't something I forced or made happen. I just let go of any need for being in a relationship, let go of any dependency. I truly was happy on my own. And then I found this beautiful relationship. So codependency is any time we're looking for fulfillment outside of ourselves. So the way we, we overcome this is we find joy in here. We're not dependent on anyone or anything to make us happy, whether it's exercise, I've struggled with an exercise addiction, bodybuilding, you know, just this identity of a bodybuilder where I, my post this morning was my old motto was, it's better to look good than to feel good. (laughs) My new motto is, hey, I can still look good, but I can feel better. So, you know, looking good on the outside and being broken on the inside. And I think a lot of us struggle with this not feeling fulfilled in here. So I would say probably everybody at some point in their lives has struggled with codependency.
0: Yes. We reserve our gratification for this particular moment in time far in the future, this particular state that is temporary and we don't even know when it's going to happen and it might or might not happen on our own terms but of course everything is under our control when i lose 30 pounds then i'll be happy when i find the guy or the girl then i'll be fulfilled when i make a million dollars then i'll be safe and all of these things and we don't realize we're doing this but i also think that our society sets us up to think this way all the commercials we watch on tv right all of the books that we read it's all about when this happens then you'll have that right actually that's all marketing when this happens then you'll have that and so i think we've gotten so good at that and not realizing that to your point we can feel that way right now if we choose to if we decide we want that thing but also if i don't have that thing that's okay like i'll be fine i can i can live without that
1: yeah it's that abundance mindset it's that i'm whole on my own and when we're coming from a place of lack we need something outside of us to fulfill us we're never going to be happy and i think that's the journey that most people are on and that's what advertisements do it creates this lack that we need this to feel happy and fulfilled and it's it's the great lie <laughs> it's the great lie and you know if you're trying to lose weight be happy now and see yourself as already that well-being and health that you already are and finding that contentment. And if you have 100 pounds to lose or five pounds to lose, it doesn't matter. Same thing with wealth. Like find the wealth now and the abundance will will just come. It will just, you don't have to do anything. We don't have to force anything. We We don't. And I was so good at forcing everything in my life. And it's like, it doesn't work. And quite honestly, it's exhausting. So if you're feeling exhausted, really take a look at what are you trying to force into your life? And how can you use that metaphor that you talked about, like the water flowing downstream, just effortlessly flowing around the rocks, like, oh, there's a rock, I'm just going to flow around it. It just feels easy. It feels light. It feels, I don't have to flow upstream anymore. I can just flow with the universe. And it happens and it's like oh yeah that sounds wonderful for you troy and i used to think that too oh that's nice that's wonderful but when you start to see it happen in your own life it's true like it's true like we don't have to force anything when we're in alignment with i'll call it source and who we are it just shows up in our lives but the key is to find joy peace and happiness now no matter our circumstances which is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. And that's why having support, you know, people like yourself to support and encourage myself as a coach, I have a coach, like, don't do it on your own because it's too hard. We're not meant to do life on our own.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I always say this as well to my athletes, like who's going to give you good advice when you falter, right? Like if I were to do this on my own, Sherry, and I screw up, is the Sherry self in my mind going to be like, it's okay, champ, like get right back into it. Or is it going to be like, you idiot, why did you do that? Like such a loser, right? And so we don't give ourselves good advice when we screw up. And that's why you need a coach who is going to make you see a new perspective, who's going to challenge you, who's going to motivate you and inspire you. Because let's face it, we are our worst coach ever. We're so hard on ourselves and you'd never hire someone who would call you a loser or an idiot for screwing up, right? right? You wouldn't be here, Troy. We would, we would be out of jobs. And so. I have a coach and Tony Robbins has a coach and Oprah has a coach and you have a coach and I love that I have these mentors and these other new fresh perspectives that sometimes I don't see because the coach helps you see your blind spot. It's not something that we can do on our own and when we see the blind spot then we're able to really start to learn from their mistakes and then start to find the easiest path of least resistance towards what it is that we want to achieve and it's so interesting because all this talk about codependency truly what we're after is a feeling right we're after a feeling we're after the feeling of freedom we want to have more money not because we want to see more money and numbers in our bank account but because we want to have freedom and we want to have health and great health and be in in that feeling of health not because we actually want to dress a certain size my mom passed away from cancer. And I'm, I'll tell you, I watched her wither on the bed. And that was the last thing she wanted, right? She wanted vitality, she wanted health. And so when we realize that we're actually looking for a feeling by attaching ourselves to these outcomes, we can actually do it now. And we can have that feeling now. And whether or not that particular outcome happens or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't get in the way of how I feel.
1: Yeah, well said. I think it's about the journey. Right? We're so concerned about the final destination. When I get there, we forget to stop and smell the roses and be on this journey and the pathless path, forging our own path, exploring the truth of who we are. And it's really that simple. And it's just listening to our heart, listening to our intuitive wisdom. And you know, beautifully said, it's like somebody to hold this mirror up like, The language that we speak sometimes to ourselves or we speak out to the universe, like we don't even know that we're saying it. So when we can start to shift the way we talk to ourselves, the way we talk to others, the way we think, all the judgment, the criticism, all these things that just do a great disservice to ourselves and then ultimately to the world is pretty harsh. And it's just like, get out of our own way. (laughs) Just get out of our own way. It doesn't have to be so hard and just enjoy the journey and just allow life to unfold and accept what is. And that's really the journey. It's that simple. And yet it can be that challenging if we make it that challenging.
0: So good. So good. I love this conversation. I love you, Troy. You're, you're just a beautiful energy and a beautiful light. And i've I've so enjoyed this. And I think this has really just made my day. And so I'm curious, actually, where you are in Florida. Are you close
1: to Alachua? I'm in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. So Alachua, that, yeah, that's Gainesville, right? Gainesville, Gainesville. yeah, Yeah, I'm like two hours away from Gainesville.
0: Okay, there is the Temple of the Universe. I don't know if you've ever, have you gone?
1: Michael Singer, not yet, but that's on the list. I love his work, The Surrender Experiment, Untethered Soul, and, and me and my girlfriend have talked about going. So you've been?
0: I have, I have, and I, I plan on coming back. So I might have to connect with you again and let you know. Maybe we can all go together, but-
1: That would be great.
0: Yeah, so amazing. I got to go right before the pandemic it was beautiful. And I went with a group of friends from my mastermind and we actually had a little private sitting with him and he, he's incredible. I I have to say it's, it's a very magical place and I really can't wait to come back. What a coincidence. That's really great. Yeah.
1: Well, I can tell just by the way you speak that spiritual essence just comes out. So that's super cool. But yeah, let me know that's been on my list of things to do and just kind of life happens, but we'll definitely make a point to, to get over there. So let me know. 100%.
0: Well, I've loved this conversation. And maybe before we sign off today, is there anything else you wanted to share that you haven't had a chance to yet?
1: Just reiterate that one point is just if things aren't working in your life, take a look at it and you can overturn what isn't working. You can choose to flip your life upside down or you can just make a little tweak. It doesn't matter. It's up to you, but you can take a chance on yourself and it'll work out exactly how it's supposed to but it's really up to each and every one of us to choose to start to take that risk and take a chance on yourself based on my personal experience it's been a beautiful journey and i've learned so much about myself and just take that leap of faith
0: so good i love that so if somebody wanted to connect with you then troy where could they go to do that
1: Yeah, a great way to find out more about me is to go to my website, TroyIsmir.com. That's I-S-M-I-R.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube under Troy Ismir. So just reach out, love to hear from people. And we're all in this journey together. So it's, it's oneness and wholeness. So we're all in this together.
0: Love that. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Sherry.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Fall In Love With Fitness. Whether you're already on your fitness journey or just getting started, we're in this together. Just head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win my six-week transformation course. Then go to fallinlovewithfitness.com and get your free gift from me so you get back your energy and reinvigorate your life. Join me on the next episode, and remember... You are an inspiration.